Okay, so it's been a while. We we missed you guys, but hey guys. we've been on a road trip to uh, well, we're planning a road trip to Bradington. We couldn't find it on the map because it's so tiny. I kid. It's Bradington. Come on, everybody knows where that is. So uh, we're heading out to the Tampa area. Uh, we were there for a lot of Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Beer Week, mm -hmm. uh, and we kind of got to shoot the shit with uh, MotorWorks and prep it up. And honestly, we needed to wait for the expansion that they were doing uh, later on last year. Mm -hmm. So we said, yeah, let's let's do MotorWorks finally. And Sister Christian's time come. Yeah, and we did it. So did we hear that song? I mean, do we we know that song? Yeah. Uh, sure. So uh, so yeah, we decided let's let's talk to MotorWorks. So we're gonna go there today. And uh, Barry's Barry's a friend. Um, he's their marketing director there. He has a corgi himself, Waffles. So uh, we got to talking about Waffles, Shankly, and Paisley. How we have corgis. So we said, all right, let's go out there. And now's the right time, I think, because. The expansion's done. I'm excited to finally get there and see what's going on. I enjoy their beers because they're sought after. You can find them at your ABCs and your Publixes and your Total Wineses. Um, they're everywhere. Their distrib distribution is crazy, and we're going to get into that today. I have a list of things to really talk about, and I, I kind of want to get heavily into it. But, uh, Lando, I think we're ready mm -hmm. because this is going to be a long interview, I think. I think this is going to be one that's going to be a lot of information, and I know they're probably going to be pouring a lot of beer today. That so. sounds a lot like them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let's get to MotorWorks. Um, it's not that, that it's a two-hour two drive for us. Uh, we have a, a new album that we're listening to. Mm -hmm. So with that, we thought we would pre-game a little, and we're drinking a beer from Fort George. Yep, Fort George Brewery out of Portland, Oregon. And uh, what is the name of this one? Because uh, we only know it as the Carson Ellis beer. <laughs> yep, this is the City of Dreams. There it is. It's a pale ale uh, from, like we said, Fort, Fort George. George. <laughs> uh, it's clocks in at 5.5. Carson Ellis did the artwork for the cans of this beer. Uh, and when I first heard about it uh, you know, a few months ago, I was like, oh, a citrusy pale ale with Carson Ellis doing the artwork? Twist my arm, right? Uh, so I, I have to give a shout out to Kayla. Thank you, Kayla, for helping me uh, acquire right. this. Yeah. I uh, love you. Um, and so, yeah, what a better beer we, to... Yeah, we both love yeah. this style of beer. We both love Carson Ellis. We love the Decemberists. So. There you go. That was the that was the name we're ready to drop. Yeah. Uh, so the Decemberists had an album come out uh, last week. Since we are going to be doing this episode uh, this Thursday because it's a Monday. Um, so yeah, so going to be in my top ten albums of the year. Um, honestly, I've, it I've is already my... listened to it four times in a row, five times. And we, yeah, and uh, I'll tell you right now, it's it's one of their more obscure, out there kind of vibes when it comes to Decemberists record, but it's perfect for me. I, I'm glad glad the production i don't really technically like the producer so i'm not gonna drop name there but i'll say this worked perfectly for the december yeah so. it was and for the, the singles that were released uh gave a good enough inkling mm -hmm. uh as to what's to come but really didn't spoil anything mm -hmm. given how no. different each track is yeah. and how well it it, how surprisingly uh, cohesive it is for all the different things that are all going on. It all works together, and it's uh, yeah. Beautiful we'll talk record. more about that album uh, on uh, another one of our shows. But yeah, for we'll now, do that. This is so yeah, uh, yeah. And I really Carson, like this beer. Yeah, I love the beer. Uh, Carson Ellis is married to Colin Malloy, who is your singer, songwriter, and all around 
amazing novelist. He's written a, yep. a trilogy called uh, Wildwood. Yeah, he, he and uh, Carson yeah, did Wildwood. Yeah, she, she did that with and... him, the illustrations on that. But uh, So that's why we kind of cracked open this. We're going to head over there, uh, and then we'll probably wind up drinking one of their beers on the way home. Oh, yeah. Well, not on the way home. I actually have... That's not a good, that's not a good thing I actually have Carson Ellis' artwork tattooed on my person. Like... I know, you beat Jillian and I to that, so cheers to you on that. Cheers. All right, let's get to MotorWorks. We got to get our motor working working to get there. So, all right, guys, um, here we go. We're going in. MotorWorks. Bye. So, um, I apologize. I didn't bring the Corgis today. Um, shit, I mean, they, and obviously there's a big enough room. You are very <laughs> pet friendly here that I will do that. Shankly and Paisley will be here, but um, but I, I will have the honor of meeting a Corgi today. Yeah, Waffles is here. I brought her uh, just so she could come on uh, play. <laughs> shit, but, that's uh, all. I feel so bad. Jillian right now just heard this and went, I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole. And I'm like, no. I woke up so early this morning that it was just like, I just wanted to pack up and go. And Bob, uh, any 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 dogs in your life? Any oh, pets? Yeah, yeah oh, I've yeah. got a couple of dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. And what are their names? Uh, Suki and um, the other one's Romeo. I like that as you wear a uh, Bell and Sebastian shirt. Mm-hmm. Didn't she, Suki played in a graveyard? Is that what that song was? Okay, and then <laughs> Romeo. My mom has a Romeo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't Romeo remember. Romeo is what a terror and Suki is the uh, lover. I th- that's the that's the same way it is. I think at their house is no Romeo is Romeo's the the lover and and what the hell is the other dog's name? She's gonna kill me, but uh, it's like Pasquale or Pasco or <laughs> shit. I don't even remember. So here we are. Um, we are at Motorworks. So this is awesome. This is a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Uh, what section of Florida are are we in right now? Where are we? Uh, so we're over in Bradenton, so okay. just north of Sarasota and just south of St. Pete. So right in the smack dab in the middle, right? Yeah. And uh, and there's history here. For me, I'm a huge, uh, I could say it now because we're going to talk about the the men's U, uh, U.S. national team. Uh, it's soccer for this. Uh, we'll, we'll call it soccer. Um, some of my favorite players uh, in, in the U.S. men's national team are born here. We're actually born and raised here. Freddie Adu. Uh, I had the honor of meeting and spending a day with him in Orlando. Uh, rad kid. Uh, Bobby Convey was one of my favorite New England Revolution stars. Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan is from here. Uh, and then also Demarcus Beasley, which will always be in my heart, is one of my favorites. So, um, but. I don't see much in Tampa or here in Bradenton with soccer, which is shocking because these kids were like, they were it. And now we're not even in the World Cup right now. So that, that's kind of sad to me. <laughs> so where are those kids? They should be, well, now they're like fathers. And But uh, what else is in Bradenton? Like what, what made MotorWorks end up here? So how, what's the history here? Well, there's a couple, as far as what's in Bradenton, we're surrounded by some of the nicest beaches in the world. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, a lot of snowbirds that come down to uh, enjoy uh, the outdoors and the beaches and yeah. all of that. So it's a, it's a really cool tourist destination in that right. As far as why we chose uh, Bradenton, uh, it, it really came down to the building. So, you know, Frank and Denise, the two founders, uh, wanted to make sure that we had a building that we could uh, uh, grow into and that we weren't going to be in a couple of years looking for a new facility and are right. out uh, pacing that. That and coupled with this, you know, huge, huge, beautiful oak tree that uh, they saw the opportunity to build a great beer garden and give customers a, a cool spot to come and hang out and enjoy a drink and uh, play how, some games. How many couple hundreds can sit out here? I mean, honestly, uh, you can fit like a hundred people out here. Like, uh, I'm not even done kidding. weddings of over 300 people. Shit, this so is awesome. Yeah, it's about 14,000 square feet now that we just kicked back this fence and put this stage that we're uh, 
that we're sitting on. We are sitting on a stage. I have to go live on Instagram to show this or I will get something. This tree, gorgeous. Uh, there's a theater in, uh, in, in Maitland in Orlando where I worked for 20 years, the Enzion Theater where they're known for like that tree. And I, I guarantee this tree will be like that staple. If you guys have to, a way, you know, like a shirt, I could see like, you know, this tree being something. It's awesome, it's gorgeous. So what was this building before then? What would you guys have before here? Well, before we took it over, it was abandoned for about six or seven years. Okay. But, uh, back where it started. So the building's been here since 1923. It started off as a car dealership. Oh, well, how perfect uh, so it was is a that? a Chevy dealership back in the day. And then in the 40s, it was a Hudson dealership, uh, which is really the inspiration of our logo. So uh, our mm -hmm. logo um, pays homage to a 37 Hudson Terraplanes hood ornament. Um, so that's a, a big part of um, where the um, the history of it and also part of where our name is so okay. the name kind of came from uh, three different things just to you know walk that path because it's an important part of why we named uh, ourselves motorworks um so part of it is frank uh, he used to build uh sprint cars in his youth nice okay uh, good good part of it was the history of the building with it uh you know being old car dealerships and uh, if you look around you could see that we really tried to build around the building instead of you know kind of going into an industrial park and throwing a system in place like we really had to uh, do some work to uh, make this old building uh, what it is today, but it's really, it's, really cool. It's such a, yeah, it really is. It's such a cool building. Yeah, and then and the last part um, is uh, it just kind of fit our uh, motif as people. So we're, you know, we're beer heads, we're gear heads, but ultimately um, our team likes to build stuff with their hands. Like, nice. Uh, one of our, uh, well, actually a couple of our brewers uh, ride bikes. One of them used to, uh, or still plays around with like building choppers and whatnot with his dad. Get out, really? Um, so that's some cool stuff. And we've uh, also used some of that stuff in some beers. And I'll let Bob talk about the beer for it. But one of my favorite projects that we just did, uh, we brewed the beer uh, two months ago on the coldest day um, in the last like eight, nine months. But we just made uh, an El Camino into a cool ship. Oh, uh, cool. Okay. Awesome. And did a wild uh, beer that we let inoculate out in this beer garden. That's smart. Yeah. Very right smart. The tree behind us, actually. Oh, really? Yep. Awesome. So, uh, so Bob, what brought you to Motorworks? Uh, have you been here since day one, or I have. Have you? Yep. Love um, that. Actually, uh, I was uh, hired on um, about three months before we opened. Okay. And um, you know, I I knew um, Frank and Denise um, years before that. They um, they actually used to own a liquor store. Okay. And um, I was a beer rep for years. Uh, but before that, I was already uh, into brewing. So I was a commercial brewer back in 1998 is when I started. Okay. Uh, home brewing before that? Or yep. Started started home brewing started there. in uh, 1990. Okay. Yeah. And then 98, where where'd you start off there? What was their first Hops. place? Hops. Yep. Oh, yeah, okay. Hops chain. Yep. Yeah, I remember Hops chain. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, I think Jillian brought that up uh, a few months ago. She's like, do you remember Hops? And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> we're, 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 the brewers are still around. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's <laughs> not, true. Yeah, not yeah. the brewery so much. It's one of those where are they now. <laughs> yeah. we, concept we got one on their time, but uh, yeah. their, their brewers are all over the place. They're behind some really big projects throughout the country. Sure, that's sure. got to be true. Like It really was ahead of its time. I mean, for look this where area, we are right now. For this know? area, for sure. Yeah, for sure. The rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, everybody brings up <laughs> yeah, the, um, the the butter rolls. Croissants. Yeah, that's so that's funny. And uh, and then where was after that? So uh, when when I guess hops closed down. Where where was your next um, adventure at? Saint Sebastian, uh, which is a um, Belgian uh, brew pub, originally yeah. up in Spring Hill. Okay. Okay, and, a little um, north of Tampa. Yep, and then of course their original uh, breweries up in um, 
uh, Mir Belgium. Right. So that that was their first foray outside of Belgium. Okay. So yeah, they they were doing so well there. Branch out to the U.S. Right. Kyle kind of McKellar does the same. Yep, you know, absolutely. It's a, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So really I worked rad. with them for a year. Um, I then I went into uh, selling beer, and that's when I met uh, the owners of the, okay. the brewery here. But um, and I was there. I was actually selling beer for about eight years until really I got, until I got back into this. So what was that? You were itching, huh? You wanted to get back. Yeah, into... but you know, I was working with a uh, a boutique uh, distributor, okay. so I had a lot of good beer too. Yeah, you're uh, so tricky. Things that happens with a lot of brewers is when you brew on a on a scale like this, it's really hard to go back to yeah. home brewing because it's so much work at a very small volume. Um, I did a little bit. I certainly helped out a lot of other home brewers. Um, Good. Because I like what, I, what I wanted to do really was just come and watch them homebrew. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did I that yesterday. And, yeah, <laughs> drank beer. That's exactly what I did. But it's funny because I'm learning on bigger scales. I'm brewing with uh, breweries, you know, and here I am yesterday doing a homebrew day. And I, I can't say, I, can I pick between the two? I'm learning more when I brew with my friend Elliot than I am when I'm brewing in a brewery because it is a bigger scale. The science isn't there, like it's already built, it's built. So I come in and here I am like doing the grain, the mash and I'm cleaning, a lot of cleaning, a lot of cleaning. It's I don't mind. one thing you do. Yeah, don't mind doing it at all. But when, you, when you're when you doing a home brew, I felt like I was learning so much. So I'm kind of shitty true. at this. I'm doing like, I'm no, going back true. and forth. Home brewing, you do every aspect of the brew process. Yeah. Um, on a big scale, you've got two or three guys doing it. So you're yeah. not, getting you know everything that is going on um so yeah homebrewing is you know you get the big picture on yeah. homebrewing. it's yeah. very true and i i appreciate it more because you really are putting your own blood sweat and tears and it's it's been fun it really was uh barry have you ever are you brewing ever how are you doing with beer you just love drinking it well you know i've uh, done some brewing um, yeah. uh you know and i've help mash in on a couple of batches here but honestly like you know we all wear so many hats around here mm -hmm. there's no time for me to even get back there and play like i'd like to uh i pretty much stops at um you know i'll kick over some ideas to the guys and be like hey let's brew this oh, that's and, cool okay good you know, that's pretty much where it starts and stops for me just purely based off of the time you know if there's a really cool project like the fermentus i came in to help mash in for that but uh you know that was really i just wanted to come and hang out and have yeah. some beers with the boys while we were doing a no, really cool that's... project and i love that too I, I i get that with breweries it's just the family aspect of this is rad it's awesome uh mm -hmm. and i think that's what keeps me going every week to keep doing more episodes is that it is family it's community and i, I you know community here in Bradenton. Are, I can't say you're the only brewery here, but are you the only brewery in Bradenton? Like, uh, are there others out here? No, nah, there's about there's six a, of six? us now. Okay, so yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a bunch down here. There's a okay. couple that just opened up nearby, but uh, there's a bunch of it, and it's a, a good community. Like, everyone, uh, you know, is uh, friendly towards each other. Looking out know, for each other. It's, uh, it's, it's a cool thing. Like, you know, we truly believe in co-opetition. You know, we compete for shelf space and tap handles, but we have a very you know, honest way about how we're doing it. We don't go out there and like bash other breweries or whatever all. else. We let our liquid stand for itself and that's just kind of how we sell beer and you know, what we believe in. If someone needs some hops to make sure that uh, they can do their recipe, we'll sell it to them at our contract price if we have enough uh, to help them out. Cause I'd rather them put out good beer and to help educate consumers and make sure that we're gaining that bigger part of the pie rather than fighting over the, you know, 16% that we collectively share as an industry. I'd rather educate a new consumer than fight over that, uh, you know, current one. And I feel like you guys are that brewery here that many would come out to because you've been here. How long now? How long has the brewery been here now? Just over four years. Four years, right? Mm -hmm. And so now I'm sure 
everybody wants to get to know and and brewers come in and go wow one day we want to be this and you guys you have it i mean so let's talk about where we're from um so barry we'll continue with you uh where are you from where was where were you born where was uh, home? i was actually born in qs so okay uh born and raised conk and then i moved to orlando uh, and lived there for about 12 years um that's i did uh my undergrad and master's at UCF. And okay. I was working for an engineering firm before uh, coming to, uh, on board with MotorWorks. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. And uh, Orlando, was a lot of beer happening there for you? or I mean, uh, there wasn't really a lot of beer happening in Orlando. How long ago was that? How long uh, ago you, well, that did you was, leave Orlando? Uh, about four and a half years ago now. So I came on board about two months before we opened. So I actually interviewed with Bob. And, oh, that's uh, awesome. That, that was a fun interview. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Let's yeah. reenact that right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bob asked me, hey, do you want to actually do marketing or are you trying to be a brewer? I said, nope, y'all have fun cleaning. I'm just going to drink your beer. And uh, that was pretty that was much the it. most was honest cool, answer, answer ever. So, uh, That's awesome. You know, a lot of guys, uh, um, especially in this industry, um, a lot of people trying to get their foot in their door or whatever. Like, I was doing a little bit of freelance stuff, but this was really my first gig uh, going into it and going into it full bore. Okay. Um, so a lot of guys, and it's a, you know, a good question from Bob because a lot of people were interviewed with um, – for a position just to get their foot in the door. They don't care right. what it is. They just want to do this or they have some grander idea about being a brewer and that this is going to be all fun and uh, games, but it's a ton of work. It's so, you know, it's an honest question because a lot of people um, don't know where they're trying to go throughout the industry. They just want to be in it, which I think is cool. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're going to go about that, know where you're trying to cut your teeth and where you're trying to go and be honest about it on the front end. Everything that we do, we should be doing that anyway. And it's so true. And I see that with the, the beer industry. Being in this for a, a year and three months now, just with the podcast alone, uh, you do. You, it, everybody asks me. Everybody asks me, hey, do you know a brewery? Do you know a brewery? Do you know a brewery? And I'm like, well, you know, I could talk. I have to be as honest where I'm like, talk to them. Talk to them. Get to know them. Listen to the episode. Or if you have a brewery in mind, listen. Who are they? What are they? See if that's the scale of how you want to brew or be part of that brewery. Uh, any breweries that you were trying to work with in Orlando? Because, I mean, us being based out of Orlando, we just kind of like to hear names. Uh, yeah. Say. So, I mean, every now I, I went and washed kegs over at uh, Orlando Brewing a couple mm -hmm. of times uh, just early on. Uh, I was doing some freelance work with graphic design stuff for a couple of spots back then. That's awesome. And then okay. um, I was, you know, doing a little bit of homebrewing and stuff with uh, my buddies on the side. But nice. uh, I would occasionally uh, back um, way back in the day, I went and like mashed in uh, uh, with Sky a couple of times over at Hourglass back in the original facility. Right, right, so, right. You know, a little bit over in Orlando. At the time, there really wasn't much going on in the Orlando marketplace. Now there's, you know, a bit more. It's still, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity in that uh, uh, marketplace. And yeah, it's good you, to see some good uh, quality ones opening up over if there. you open up the Central Florida Ale Trail map, you just go like, holy cow, like this is insane how many breweries we have. And then just uh, this week, I had, we went to Deviant Wolf and Inner Compass and the two in Sanford that just opened up. And it's it's getting crazy in Orlando. It is getting insane. Yeah. Uh, and let's get into uh, your palate, uh, the science of beer. You're Cicerone certified. I is am. that correct? Yeah. And so yeah. when did you do the? When did you start the program with that? Like, uh, the... I think I took my test uh, almost three years ago now. So I've had it for a while. Nice. Uh, I'm also actively involved in uh, BJCP, so I'm a, a Good, judge. Good judge. I'm, nice. Yeah, I do a lot of the competitions. I still get uh, reached out to about all the homebrew comps. And I'm like, yeah, when I can pencil in the time, I, I still like to good get for back. you, man. It's, uh, but it's no. a good, it's a good community, and honestly, it's where a lot of us, uh, you know, came up through. And um, I, I think it's good to, uh, you know, again, I'm a huge person about education and uh, trying to make sure that uh, people are getting that education. And I think that that's a good way um, that people get started off. Yeah, you dropped that word about ten minutes ago when you said to educate, and I went. 
boom, that's right. I mean, that's all we say on this podcast to inform, educate people on better beer. And it is, it is, it is Florida and we're doing it. So yeah. Bob, how about you? We're born and raised. Where are you from? Born and raised. Well, I think I'm a little bit more complicated than Barry. <laughs> um, born in Maryland, raised in Alabama. Okay. Uh, but moved around quite a bit, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Minnesota, um, I brewed up there for three years okay. in Minnesota, uh, but but uh, formative years in Alabama and, and spent a lot of time in the South. I've been in Florida for uh, longer than any other place. So okay, this is uh, this is what I call home now. Good. Okay. Good. Well, Florida. It's 43 years I've been here, and it's 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 crazy to me. Like yeah. Florida, I've seen it in so many different stages, and I have not been back to Miami Beach now in. God, it's been about 20-something years. Wow. And, yeah, when we do interviews down there, it's going to be a whole whirlwind. I mean, like, time warp to this is not right. the same place I, I ever was raised or, you know, what I was doing there. It's crazy. And um, and so, you, how about you? So, brewing started just by home brewing. Um, uh, yeah, actually. What really got you into it? What was the desire? You know, um, I, I, I guess uh, I was a bio major in college, um, and... I really hadn't, it was pretty early on, not a lot of homebrewing at the time, not a lot of um, good information about homebrewing right. at the time. So um, I just had a beer and I thought, well, this would be kind of cool if I could actually do it myself. Um, met a German guy that uh, brewed his own beer at home, so it kind of got me started into it. But actually, I was um, I was in high school in uh, Hernando High, which is in Brooksville, okay. uh, which is about uh, two hours north of here. And... Um, they had a, um, a homebrew shop in that town, which was kind of odd if you think about it, because certainly not there now. Right, um, no. And um, that's where I started um, learning how to homebrew. Was, there was a guy who uh, was running a shop, and um, he had a lot of good information, which I had not had before. And um, that's, uh, that's where I started into this whole idea um, in, in brewing. Do you remember the first, uh, what was the first beer you of made? Of course it was a pale ale. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm, I think, right, I think pale ale's catching up to the brown. So there is the brown. It is a lot of, in the beginning of this, it was always brown, 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 brown. I'm like, man, everybody made. So I was always like, how was that brown ale you made? And then it's like, no, pale ale. I was like, well, oh, now we got to put pale ale on the on No, the board. pale ale was, it was an English style pale ale. It was there it, is, uh, it was English a style. kit. Um, and I even remember the uh, hot pellets being in um, some of the extract, yeah. the dried extract. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's amazing to think that that's how it, how it was. But yeah, it, that's that's what it was. Man. And so here we are at MotorWorks. Uh, we talk about hopefully your beer was good when you were making it. And I think it is because <laughs> you kept doing it. You guys, uh, you're on the map. And obviously we know this. Uh, it, when you talk about Florida beer, we talk about where can you get the best beer? Are we willing to drive there? But it also comes down to, we'll talk about distribution, but award winners. We, we have some award winners under our belt and we have beautiful beers sitting here. So why would we wait any anywhere? So let's, let's pour what you guys feel we should talk about first. Um, but yeah, you guys have some exceptional awards through the last years, years. So you've been around for four years. Um, Let's get into, I guess, 2000. So where were we at? So 2014 would have been the first time you guys, yes, placed. 
So, uh, 2014. So, which one's this one? What are we drinking here? So we're uh, we're drinking our V Twin Lager, and I have a really fun story about this. Okay, this good. Because this uh, is the this is the one people I'm sure. Are yeah, th after. this has been our flagship for the last couple of years. Last mm -hmm. year it made up about 40 percent of our overall sales. Um, although Pulp Friction's about to pass it, which is just incredible because that was supposed to be a seasonal for last year. And it yeah, right. Otherwise. Yeah, well, I was gonna get uh, into Pulp Friction, but uh, that has taken over. So V Twin was actually a second batch off the uh, production system ever. Um, yeah, probably so. Yeah, ever, ever, ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. So okay. When we um, when we uh, first opened, we were just using the pilot system and you know our three and a half barrel setup, and only keeping a couple of bars or uh, uh, handles on tap downstairs. And we had uh, a bunch of uh, guest taps at the time. Um, so we opened in January of 2014, and then we. Uh, Oh wait, when when did you open? January. January twenty fourteen. January twenty second. Okay. Do you remember the date of January? Twenty second. Twenty second. Damn. I'm the nineteenth of January, so uh, I was like, yeah, damn. Yeah. So we we opened then, but our production system didn't really get in until almost July, till June, when we were actually up and operating with it right. on the thirty barrel setup, um, and uh, the the second batch off of it was uh, V twin. At the time, it had a different name. And we had uh, just been selecting our, you know, four or five beers that you could send out to Great American Beer Fest. And um, so you were ready for that. I, yeah, <laughs> it was my first time going out to GABF, but uh, I uh, it was called something else and I hated the name and I uh, changed it and didn't tell anyone. So we submitted it under uh, the V twin branding and uh, Bob and myself are uh, out at GABF and uh, a little bit hurting from the night before, but uh, <laughs> right. we're out there, and this is the first category that our beer's in, and um, I hear our, our name uh, go up there, and I slap Bob across the chest. I'm just elated. I was like, holy sh that's our beer. That's our beer. He goes, what? Like, I was like, that's our beer. He goes, which of our beers just won? <laughs> and I'm getting texts from the home base. Everyone's like, hey, I think How's we just going? won a medal. Which beer is that? <laughs> um, so that's how V-Twin got its name. Uh, you know, I just like alliteration and uh, just kind of did something. I was like, hey, I could do this, right? Well, cheers to so that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's went that. on to uh, win a bunch more. So we just won gold again in our state championship. Right, um, yeah. I think this one has like eight or nine medals behind it right now. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a pretty solid Vienna lager and... Yeah. It's yeah. easy enough to find. It's so good. distribution in a big way. Yeah. Nice clean lager. It's really our, our light offering uh, mm -hmm. that we have in cans on the shelves. And, um, you know, it's uh, easy drinking. Nice summer beer. Yeah, I love it. A little it. bit more uh, flavor than your regular light lager. Mm -hmm. In Vienna. Uh what made you go with that? I guess it's uh, the well, you know, the we, background. We were just or? trying to uh, come up with some ideas. It, actually, it, it, it was uh, suggested uh, for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, hmm. which is something that is um, um, a little bit more important in this town than in, in places I've lived before. Um, there's a uh, large uh, uh, Mexican uh, immigrant population here. Yeah, no, okay. And so we kind of thought, hey, let's, you know, let's have uh, some fun with this and see uh, what we can do. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, dos equis and that kind of an idea, yeah. Um, yeah. Vienna loggers uh, out there. Um, but, um, you know, obviously uh, macro stuff. And uh, that's, that's kind of how it got started. And the ABV, it's not much, but it's four the ABV. seven. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have the beaches. As it should be. Yeah, as it should be. <laughs> take these, take this to the beach, everybody, because yeah, right. it's in cans. God, yeah, you have the cans and distribution. Let's get into a little bit of that because when when did did we know? Did you guys know that distribution had to be right off, or was it something like let's build up, let's build bigger, or did you say cans right away? 
Uh, we actually started canning about a year into um, uh, into the business right. after being out in uh, kegs for almost a full year. Yeah, almost a full year. So, yeah, you know, it was always in the cards. We always wanted to be uh, a uh, a true production brewery. We knew from the gate that we were doing that. It was part of uh, uh, the master plan, if you will. Um, but yeah, it was about a year into um, getting the brand out there and getting started before we started canning. Uh, a lot of the times you either hear, yeah, we're going to start it right away. But then let's build up. Let's build up. And it takes two years and three years. And you talk to your distributor. And, well, who, who does distribute uh, th- you for you guys through Florida? Uh, well, we have 17 different distributors. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Shit. Okay. Uh, throughout That's... the state. But, okay. Uh, right. Most of the, um, you know, we use the same distribution network as Budweiser. Uh, completely independently owned company. But uh, that is right. our distribution footprint. Right. Uh, we also have a small distributor. Up, well, they're not small. We do small amounts with them, but we uh, distribute a little bit up in Ohio as well. Nice. So we do like, okay. counties up there. That I did not uh, know. Into uh, specialty shops with all of our cans. I love that. Yeah. So where where in Florida are we saying in every destination that you can think of when you come to Florida, uh, you could just about. So there's a couple of uh, spots we haven't launched yet because we've been really about this uh, strategic growth. Uh, if you mm-hmm. will, but we haven't launched the Panhandle yet. We haven't okay. launched Jacksonville yet, and we haven't uh, launched South Florida. So okay. we pretty much cut off at Jupiter, um, okay. and everything below that uh, we're not currently in. So um, and we're really just growing our, uh, you know, our footprint here, um, and making sure that uh, you know our brand is uh, growing organically and that we're keeping up with it rather than just trying to flood new marketplaces for the sake of flooding. Right. Uh, so we just launched the Tallahassee marketplace. Uh, about two, three months ago. Okay. Now, and we're, Good. we're really getting into a rhythm there. Uh, Man, I, I'm telling you, I've had this one. It's been about a year. When you when you do a podcast like this, the beers that you get, it ends up doing like bottle shares, can shares, and you start to realize like, when was the last time I had their beer? And you start to like, I need to now write down like a diary, dear diary. Last time I had Motorworks was, <laughs> it'd be like, cause it's hard. I don't even go with untapped much anymore because it's just hard. And one thing I don't believe in is a rating system when it comes to things like that. So, which I, I would agree. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, and I love you guys. And there is that where there should be untapped etiquette. And it's, it's, and at times I don't think people really either realize what they're doing when they go, I can't drink a lager, but here I am getting a Motorworks and I don't like it. Well, you don't drink lagers, so why would you rate it? And things like that. So we did just mention it. Yeah, that's, and that right now is beer of 2018. I mean, I'm hearing this name. A week does not go by where Pulp Friction does not end up being talked about. Um, Grapefruit is my thing. I was raised on it. I don't know why my mom ate grapefruit every day and I was raised on grapefruit. And I remember being the one kid that could eat grapefruit as a kid and it was like, ew. No, I love um, it too. I, I love I, it. I totally get it. I, when I was a kid, I was eight I years old. Smell. I lived in Fort Pierce and um, I remember just like, you know, picking them from the tree in the backyard. Yeah, yeah we had a tree in the them. backyard. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Love them. So, yeah, the, Dude, this, this beer. Is... Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Smell well, people, that. People it, talking about juicy IPAs. This is literally juicy IPAs. It is, it is. That's all it is. If Not you cloudy, blind, though. If yeah, you juicy. blindfolded me and said, that's it, like you're about to drink grapefruit juice, this is mind-blowing, the smell of it. And you're right. And the appearance is not a juicy IPA. Nope. But everybody likes to use the H word of hazy. And obviously, this is just a juicy IPA. Um, yeah, this has been on everybody's lips for the last few months. And I, I'm... I'm like hell yeah, like it's, the it's, idea of pulp friction. It, it's a great thing. Well, number one, the name's provocative, and we have a federal trademark on that. So 
Um, that's pretty cool. We got that uh, oh, back wow. uh, about four or five months ago, which is great. Uh, the new printed cans just came in, has the independent logo on it, and the nice, uh, you know, uh, of course, the trademark on the, the name. But uh, <laughs> which is, you know, I'm, I'm sure you know about our uh, core IPA. But uh, mm-hmm. I've, uh, mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. to rebrand that one. Uh, of which course, is... we have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are we allowed to talk? I mean, we are. Yeah, we yeah can. of course. Yeah, we can, okay, of course. Yeah. Because yeah, let's talk about the core IPA. Um, so IPA stands for. Uh, well, for us, it stands for Intellectual Property Ale. Exactly. Uh, which our whole can now looks like a cease and desist letter. Uh, a spot uh, that uh, I'm not going to uh, put on a blast, but uh, uh, they essentially reached out to us and said, you have to stop using this name. And while we could have uh, fought and won, we decided to do a big expansion and buy a bunch of stainless tanks instead of making our lawyer rich. Uh, and smart. we just kind of poked fun at ourselves, and I was like, Intellectual Property Ale. IPA that was came brilliant. up with the name, and then Eric, our uh, uh, marketing coordinator who does all of our graphics now, just killed the can. He made the whole thing look like a cease and desist letter. We poked fun at ourselves. I love we it. We do have a federal trademark on intellectual property. <laughs> uh, so and yeah. we learned some valuable <laughs> lessons, but uh, that was uh, that was an interesting thing. But you know, honestly, it came down to they had more money than us, and I didn't want to uh, try to battle that. No, and then let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about some expansion because... Oh, by the way, I just took these cans off of the line, so these are as fresh as you're ever going to get. I literally walked back and really? these off the can line that's running right now. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, so just hours ago. No, minutes. <laughs> like minutes uh, ago. I went, when you were setting up the mics, I went and grabbed Shit, a couple thank of you. Because <laughs> this is, seriously, I mean, that, you're the nose. Yeah. Oh, the mouth feels gorgeous, by the way. This is... Again, and what's the ABV on this one as the pale ale so, goes? Uh, in, um, well, about six and a half. Okay. Um, you know, really? Some, yeah, sometimes a little higher, sometimes a little lower. You know, we try to hit that that mark. Yeah, I, I think, think it measured it at six three when I sent it out for okay. Uh, FDA. Okay. But uh, so then it's six three exactly. It, it, it's six three. Uh, <laughs> it for never the, for the it alcohol never deviates. board. It's six three. That's what the can says. It is six three. That's what the measurement was yeah, from right. the actual testing. That's what we're gonna go with. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> this this is gorgeous. This oh my god. Um, what do you what do you want now right now, Lando? What do you have? The V twin. You're selling the V twin. That is the freshest beer you're ever gonna get. Yeah, I just pulled that off the canning line as I was telling him. Yeah, look at its ass because it tells you the date right there. So, yeah. If it was time stamped, it's from 32 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. So yeah, let's talk a little about the expansion. When when you guys wanted to expand and you have the room to do it, mm-hmm. uh, the time was right. So how long ago did you guys start expanding? So we started dropping those tanks in around October. Okay. Um, they were online about November. Um, Damn. And really what that's done is is uh, doubled our capacity uh, in the brewery. So it's really helped out um, because, um, you know, you would think that uh, having just 90-barrel tanks would, would keep us in beer around here. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> um, so we dropped in uh, three uh, new 150s. Um, and a bright tank to, to match it, and uh, a couple more single 30s as well. And uh, that's helped out immensely. Yeah. Damn. So wow. it'll, it allows us um, uh, to have a little bit more fun uh, as well because all of our core beers and Pulp Friction, the monster that it was last year, where, you know, it literally, me and Bob had a production calendar on the list of like, we'd like to brew this this year. And Pulp Friction said, hey, you do not get seasonals this year. I'm sorry, but you don't. We literally right. were just sitting there like, you know, Pulp has taken names. And uh, that, that was fun. But now that we have the expansion done, we can use those 30-barrel tanks to do more seasonal stuff. So we're getting to do some uh, more fun things like the, uh, um, you know, Bizarre Gardening Accident series that we're doing with uh, different fruit iterations, which I think is going to be our next beer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, we're, we're able perfect. to now open that uh, okay. up and actually start to um, 
to play with uh, some more recipes. You know, we do uh, a bunch of stuff, and while we're known for a handful of beers, because that's what we put out into mass production and distribution and what's in, like, grocery stores and whatnot, yeah. um, we do a lot of stuff. If you walk into our bar, at any given point, we have between 25 and 30 of our own beers that's on draft. That's ready just and, to ask, uh, because that comes with the expansion. So, you yeah. know, it's just, I think it's amazing that you you have the room to do it, and by the time you get, what, five, six distributors, seven you're going, holy shit, wait a minute. What do we do here? There's only so much beer we can be making. And now the, the fact that you can expand it, beautiful, awesome, yeah. awesome. And that's so well-deserved. It's so well-deserved. So, Thank you. Oh, it's, I, I heard that. That was, that, no pun intended, I didn't try to do that. <laughs> so we're on a stage up here uh, in your beer garden. Uh, obviously, you guys wanted music to be here. Oh yeah, um, a lot of great bands play on this stage. Yeah, sure. so let's let's talk about some music because it wouldn't uh, be what else without music. Uh, so, what are some bands that you listen to? We're making beer. What are some bands uh, that help you make that beer on a, see, on a iPod uh, so, shuffle? Uh, Doug Deming um, plays here quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, that guy is kind of a rockabilly um, nice. dude, and he is fantastic. His band is just so good. And you know we're lucky because you know there's a lot of people that um, are from this area that uh, travel nationally, and uh, we get to uh, you know host them right here. Get out, and, okay. And so um, Ari and the Alibis played on Friday, uh, another local band um, that is uh, quite incredible. Um, and um, let's see, Betty Fox is yeah. playing at the end of the month. Okay. Um, also, I don't know if you've uh, picked up her show, but her band is really good. No. Okay. Great uh, blues. Stuff. I love uh, my blues. Local guy uh, who he lives in Orlando actually, um, and he's won all kinds of like songwriters of the year and stuff like Thank that. You. But uh, uh, Johnny Morgan's a good friend of ours, and the Johnny Morgan band. Who's, they play uh, here. Uh, yeah, they play here uh, once or twice a year. But uh, those guys awesome. are really, really doing great. Uh, he's won a you know a bunch of uh, accolades recently, and I know he's played like the uh, the beer event, the House of Blues one mm-hmm. that you guys were at Yay! as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so got to give him a, some love as you well. You have but, to, right? And, uh, I, and I love that. I mean, obviously the whole local brews, local grooves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? It makes sense that what else is hosting it, and it, and it does make sense when we do host a lot more when it comes to the Florida uh, events, and of course we're going to. But something like that, local brews, local oh, grooves. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to touch on something because uh, uh, it was a a really cool project that we did, but. Uh, um, the collaboration that we did uh, with Ferd and everything. Uh, can you, oh, uh, why don't oh, you tell them about that? Because that's heavily so, musically influenced. Yeah, so Hackensaw Boys, um, famous uh, bluegrass band that's been around for probably 25 years. Um, and they've gone through several iterations of you know people leaving and, yeah, band, and, and new band players coming in. Yeah. Um, and how many members are in that band, do I you think? I think that there's four right now. Okay. There used to be five, um, and they come through Florida quite a bit. Um, actually, world-famous band. They awesome. do travel the world. Um, and But some of those guys are you know great players right out of um, uh, West Virginia and Tennessee, and they... Uh, they're just awesome, and they're they're younger guys. Too. Okay, good. Um, yeah. And I love when they learn that music. Yeah. And they keep so, it, they... so I've I've been watching those guys for years at festivals, and got to know them a little bit. Um, my brother actually uh, lived in the same town as one of the uh, the fiddle player. 
And um, yeah, so we ended up, um, uh, they came in, back into town, played over at Ale and the Witch in St. Petersburg. Okay. And um, we uh, brewed, I think, what, three beers for these guys? Three, three or, or four. four. Oh, I think we shit. had four That's beers. Awesome. Was yeah. the thing. So and we they did. had no idea that we were doing this. Like the band was really surprised when they showed up. They actually knew something was going on because we asked them about beer styles. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Into. yeah. Uh, but yeah, when they showed up, they were they were pretty yeah. impressed. We I had, love we that. Had a good time. The, uh, the one guy loves uh, PBR, like that's his jam. Uh, so we yeah. made a Ferdkin. His name's Ferd, right? Yeah, uh, Ferd. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we made a Ferdkin, and it was literally uh, a PBR inspired. Uh, like we had, a, a, of course, our own twist on it. It yeah. was delicious, but we did that on cask in a Ferdkin. So yep. uh, that was a lot of fun. And then we did a couple other uh, beers. It was but on uh, a uh, kind moonshine of... cask, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? It, oh yeah. We had, oh, we had good time with it. So, <laughs> he but loved it though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, oh, yeah. Yeah. He did. Uh, we were told uh, from uh, you know Ale on the Witch that like that was the fastest selling uh, uh, Ferdkin they ever had which is great because we had the fastest and the slowest firkin they've ever sold <laughs> yes. we did a monster chili pepper beer which uh, we do oh. a lot of uh, pepper beers we do a lot of different styles because yeah there's there's a habanero but, uh, we should get into like you guys have yep. uh oh, i mean yeah, yeah saint but, augustine yeah. uh daddle which i think that'll be the last beer so okay, we'll circle okay. back to oh, that one okay but uh but, it, but. It's, it's it's fun that you know we do a bunch of different beers like that but that was just funny that's one of my favorite places they're a great music venue also and uh, great beer bar, obviously one of the best beer bars in the country. It got you know nothing but love for those guys. Absolutely. And uh, that was just a really uh, cool event. But it was funny because that night they like blew the firkin that night, and uh, you know I got a comment from uh, one of my friends who's a bartender over there. So, it but is. they loved it, and they, you know what they got through it when it was still fresh. Uh, it was just a funny statement. So yeah, it's all good stuff. All right, so <laughs> we just we poured a beer. We poured a beer. Uh, so what is in my hand right now? This beautiful. Like so, uh, bizarre color. gardening action, uh, accident uh, with uh, kumquat. So our BGA is uh, Berliner Weiss, mm -hmm. and uh, we do um, many different iterations uh, with Florida Weiss. We're on the train. Whatever. It's it's a Berliner. Yeah. Yeah. Very tart. Yeah. Uh, yeah this yeah. beer was already very tart. Uh, I think we had uh, pH around two. I gotta pretend um, I haven't taken a sip yet because I've been <laughs> sipping this and I love it. These are. These are hands down still some of my favorites. Like I could drink these all day. Yeah. If I have tons, I could drink these all day. We right, love these too. Right. So when I was talking about Pulp Friction taking names last year and just going on a murder yeah. spree of our seasonal calendar, um, last year we really wanted to, uh, you know, this is a style that we're really inspired by and think that doing different fruits and especially some local ones like the Kumquat that came from Dade City, uh, we wanted to really expand upon this series because we've done this for the last couple of years. We've just never sent it out to distribution. Okay. So we wanted to uh, really expand upon this, and we wanted to put some of it in cans. So yeah, we actually, we just canned this uh, a couple oh, days ago, oh, my late last Audrey. week. Audrey, and um, yeah, this four packs. Audrey you guys Tubi, to enjoy not, not another so. Audrey. I'm not, you know, there's right. no Audrey in my life. This, yeah, the, is the everything. graphics are sick. You know, this is everything. Shop of Horrors and all that. Eric absolutely slayed this graphic design. Uh, but uh, what we were able to this year do what we uh, weren't able to last year, which is actually uh, can some of this. It's going to be tasting room only uh, for Smart. at least the first couple of iterations, possibly forever. We'll see what, where life <laughs> takes us. But we did a small run of this, uh, only about 70 cases, uh, and we're going to launch that. Uh, we're having our first night market where there's going to be about 30 different vendors coming out here, local vendors, uh, doing some stuff on uh, the 30th of this month. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, Bizarre Bizarre. 
Uh, oh, so, okay. That's uh, awesome. And we're going to have four iterations oh, of this on draft, including this one, and then, of course, the cans to go. Uh, $13 of a four-pack off of it. It's a great price point. Because mm -hmm. uh, it is usually the 16 to 18 20 that you'll see for a four-pack when it comes to tall boys like this. So yep. that's very nice of you. Yeah, well, 13 you know, is a very good price. It, it's a good price point of it. It's I a great it, price uh, point. <laughs> it, it was good, but uh, we want to get it in the customer's hands. You know, this is our first time of... Uh, you know, uh, doing tall boys and uh, of the style. It's one again that we wanted to do last year, but we kind of got circumvented by uh, tank space and everything else. Okay. So, uh, but now that everything's done, we actually plan on doing several iterations of this. So the you next one's going to be passion fruit. We already yeah. have the uh, cans back for it. Um, but uh, we have a blackberry one that uh, we're going to do later on, and we're talking Good. about playing with a bunch of other ones. Uh, the other one that we uh, did. In, uh, uh, is a, uh, a carrot passion fruit version of it. That was our uh, ultimate brewer. What? We came in second place, lost to our boys over oh, at Hidden Springs shit. by one vote. Oh, that's right. Hey, ho, ho, uh, this shirt, too soon, too soon. They're good friends. We've done, <laughs> so uh, they're one of the few breweries we've uh, done some collaborations good. with. Uh, we're starting we're, to do more. We have a lot of friends in the industry. We've just been very, very uh, busy and limited so off good. of uh, tank space. We like to do back and forth when we do it, so we'll like brew one at their spot, one at ours. Uh, but yeah, those guys got us by one vote. Love them. That's fucking uh, crazy. That's awesome, though. But the beer I mean, that we did so that night good. is so cool. It's a, it's carrot, carrot, passion fruit, Berliner on nitro. It's ridiculous, but it's delicious. And uh, that's gonna be on tap on the uh, Bazaar Bazaar on the 30th as well. I seriously want to have some like really good cheese. Like this makes me want to have. Like even like a, if a, like a spicy gouda or something like that, like a smoky gouda, like this. Like right now, I'm doing a lot with where I am starting to want to start pairing a lot of these That's when great. it comes sure. to. Oh, of course. Sure. Bob, didn't um, you use this with the, uh, or not the kumquat, but the base? Didn't you use this at that Haven cheese pairing that? Uh... Yep. It was, uh, it was well done, now. It was done with a, a goat cheese. It was like a cabbage goat that. cheese, and it was really it, it it went so well together because you could taste everything even after you were done you know either you know swallowing the beer or the cheese it just was um it was a great pairing i i need to have somebody with cheese and i i can't do funky um which people are like how you could drink this and this and this and this and this when it comes to beer or wine I can't do the goat, the feta, the the gorgonzolas. Yeah. I can't do any of that. And then I was, it's I was, yours, but it's almost like I want to do a clockwork orange. Like I forgot what the test is called. Where you? What is it? Ludovico. Ludovico, are you? Yeah. So we're just gonna do that with my my. Uh, we're gonna do that with my palate and my taste buds to where it's like you are going to like this. You are going to eat this cheese and like it. Because these have to go with the funkies, and I need to be able to talk upon that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love that you did that. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, especially getting into funkier cheese, because it took me a while, to be honest. You know, mm -hmm. um, the goat cheese was not my favorite when I first started trying different cheeses, um, but now it's it's certainly one of my favorites. I had goat cheese ice cream last night. It was fantastic. <laughs> Shit, where are we Goat milk ice cream. <laughs> okay, 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 but fantastic. Still, yeah, but. Um, when you pair things, I think it makes it a lot easier to step into, you know, something like that without being mm -hmm. overwhelmed by the flavor. Yeah, we're going to start doing a beer tasting soon, which um, obviously I'm not inventing the thing at all, but it should be, hey, why can't I open one of these when it comes to at a wine bar or something like that to share out how brilliant beer really is when it comes to the craft of it. So, yeah, there's a lot where now I'm sitting down kind of building up something and this is perfect. Like this is, this is hands down. And also the can because I okay. So by the end of the year, I promised even listeners or people who know me, I will be Seymour Krellborn by the end of the year on stage 
for Little Shop of Horrors or I want to nice. get back on stage. I played Seymour in my junior year of high school. Okay. I was Seymour. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so, obviously, when you show me this can, I was like, <laughs> Audrey, too. I love her. Well, you're not supposed to, actually. Well, that's Don't a gift for you, anyway. That four packs to, to go home with. Here. Okay. Yeah. I love you for that, too. So, it sings to my heart. Um, and so, I'm glad you're doing that, though. I like the idea of where you say a Florida Weiss. I think that's awesome. Uh, and these are beers that we're starting to really now seeing Fooder for Thought this year was bigger than I could ever had imagined. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy that even though Hunapu's Day is only 12 hours after that, you know, you're getting in line for Hunapu's Day. Oh yeah, since we mentioned film, we'll do that one next. Um, but it, it does come down to, I think this is becoming a lot more accessible for people right now. And thank God sure. people are getting into it. Fans are getting into it. Craft beer uh, enthusiasts are now pushing it as well. It wasn't like it was a no-no. It was just like, all right, well, I don't think people are going to enjoy this when I go to a party or da-da-da. This is what we're starting to drink, smell, and enjoy, and I love that. So as well, much as I have to say goodbye to this one. Yeah, and it's low in alcohol. I think that that makes it um, yes. easy for a lot of people to deal with. And I think it comes down to wine people will drink this, and I don't sure. see why they can't, and right. they should, and they will. Um, I mean, that was mine. The background was going into it was definitely a uh, wine background, and now beer is it. Well, it's not only it. I still love my wine. Trust me on that. I agree. Yeah. I love wine. I love my wine. I every every night. Vices as well. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Okay. So one of my favorite directors of all time, one of my favorite music films of all time is The, the Commitments. Uh, one of my favorite I will not have fingernails by the end of the movie is Minette Express. Uh, the Wall is another one of my favorite music films of all time. Uh, Alan Parker is one of my heroes. What am I drinking right now? And it's an award winner as well. So what am I? What do I have in my hand right now? Uh, so this is our Midnight Espresso. And yeah, this one has two or three uh, under its belt. Um, this is a coffee porter. Uh, mm -hmm. We won uh, one back at the US Open last year for this one also. Congratulations. Medal, That's insane. Uh, That's beautiful. Every year of the last four years, which is cool. That's a really tough competition these days. And it's cool that we keep catching uh, <laughs> Yeah, it is. How's that feel? How's that feel? Uh, great. Great. <laughs> right? He's so humble. Anytime you go, you go up against, what, 6,000 other yeah. you know, beers or whatever it was. I would lose crazy. my mind. I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's That's a good awesome. one, but uh, Bob actually roasted the coffee for this, so I'll let him talk about that. We're huge Please. coffee nerds here. We drink it every day, um, but uh, it's we're tattooed on coffee me. roaster, yep. too. It's like, tattooed on me. We're, we're about the liquid arts, man. <laughs> yeah. I love that, and, that so, and it shows. It really does. It shows. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, all the uh, coffee that we use for the Midnight Espresso and other uh, beers that we uh, infuse with coffee um, is going to be roasted here. Uh, we have done some collaborations um, with Buddy Brood uh, over in Tampa okay. on some of it, uh, but I've got a roaster upstairs. Um, it can do um, six pounds of beans at a time. Really? Um, and, you know, I was a home roaster just like I was a home brewer for many years and really got into coffee um, heavily. And this is uh, this is all Indonesian, but it's a blend. Okay. Um, so uh, Sumatran for the roast and then Sulawesi for the fruitier parts of coffee. So um, a lot of people don't recognize fruit flavors in coffee beans. No, This is supposed do. to um, give you that effect uh, from those Sulawesi beans. So you should be getting a fruitiness. How have I never too. had this beer? Uh, this, this one's mm. great. It's one we do. <clears throat> It's one we do year-round. You know, dark beers yeah. in the summer traditionally don't sell as well. 
I don't care. Uh, there's always a place for it. I want to sell in the summer. I want to porter in the summer. And, you know, that was kind of our logic is, you know, we can ramp down production, but we want to do this one year round. Damn. And, uh, you know, have it available because there's accounts that it makes sense and gives that diversity on the lineup year round. And, you know what, sometimes uh, that's what matters. You know what, it's not always just what is the thing that I can sell the most of at this given moment. Uh, you know, we're inspired by beer and we want to find the right thing for accounts. And uh, sometimes having, you know, the best beer up there, even if it's a little bit of a slower mover compared to the rest of the lineup, it's still the right move. It's still and the right for move. us, like, God. we're all about that because we like to add value to the accounts and to, uh, you know, uh, really find what's going to work for them. And uh, this is one that uh, we fill a niche with year-round. It's a great beer. Being so, tattooed on me, Stumptown, uh, is Portland. Oh, Portland's great. also named Stumptown. But it does also, the wife has it matching. Um, we do love Stumptown coffee more than anything in the world. That's my blood between like it flows Stumptown. uh the notes that's it the second i roast it i have my nose i mean not roast uh, uh, the second i grind it i have my nose in there and you could smell the notes of what is inside that roast of those coffee beans the sure. fruit the sugar things like that and i love it oh i love it i love it I love i'm really it. into you know natural beans these days um, natural process beans um which gives that fruitier uh character uh, quite a bit um, and, um, you know, we've even had a uh, blueberry coffee saison, uh, which had no blueberry at all. Yeah, uh, it was, was cool. all coffee bean that created blueberry because, right in, in, the, um, in the beer. It was great. That's brilliant. Uh, Deviant Wolf just opened up in Sanford, and they had one called the uh, Sour Manjaro, and it's a coffee sour. That is, yeah. And I'm like, wow. damn, keep doing that with coffee. Because it, it, does, it does come down to that. Sometimes I feel brewers feel like they just have to say, all right, it has to stay in that that line. If we're making a coffee, it has to be darker, you know, just to kind of sell it. But no, when you say that, if you, as long as you can taste the notes, it's cleaner. If it looks clear, if you're, it also is that perception. A lot of people like to judge a book by its cover. Yeah. It doesn't you have know. that acrid bite, and that's yeah. really why I yeah. love this beer and why I love this specific roast of coffee. Um, is, you know, it, it's just so clean. It's so easy to drink. And, you know, the process that we do with it's really cool also, you know. So Bob roast it, lets it degas for, what, 24 hours or so? 48 is 48. what I try mm -hmm. to go for, yeah. Um, and then grinds it down from there, and then it goes into a bag trap, and we kind of do like a almost cold brew type. Oh, it's uh, not almost. Setup. It's cold. It's a cold brew, yeah. <laughs> the beer is 31 degrees when okay. we extract this. And that is very specific uh, to uh, trying to keep the bitterness um, exactly out of there. Yeah. Um, and again, pulling some of those, um, you know, fruitier uh, flavors out of there rather than just relying on roast uh, for your for your character. Been doing cold brew now for about three months at home and it's fun. I love it. Uh, I just love coffee at the end of the day. It's just a beautiful thing. Uh, so we did talk about putting peppers in beer. Yeah. You guys, for the first time, I really feel I'm hearing this. Did you guys do one with a New England style IPA? Like, is this what oh, I'm yeah. hearing? Or? We've, we've messed around with peppers for years. Okay. Uh, another, um, I guess, uh, you know, original home idea. Um, I, I grew, you know, habaneros quite a bit uh, in my backyard. Okay. And um, uh, the reference that Barry was making earlier uh, about the uh, the beer that, that didn't sell um, very fast over at uh, Ale and the Witch, uh, that was a uh, chocolate habanero. I am shocked. Uh, really? Yep. Chocolate habanero. And it... Wasn't it a specific type of uh, habanero, though? Wasn't there, like, a weird name with it? Chocolate. It's it's a... It's a... It's... It's... It's relative... It's like a scotch bonnet. Yeah, But that's, that's the was. same group, though. Okay. Hab, it's all habanero group. And um, it was... Um, you, go, you know, growing in my backyard, uh, for some reason, this one came out 
super strong, much hotter than normal. <laughs> okay. And um, I didn't and, re I didn't realize it until after I had put it in the firkin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is sometimes with peppers. I mean, it, with jalapenos, forget it. I mean, it does come down to the seeds is what I hear. And so, Lando, round four or round five. I don't know where. Oh, man. Where, <laughs> I'm going to have to get a server over here. I'm starting to feel good. <laughs> we, we got more beers to play with. These are just the ones I brought oh, out. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful beer. Okay, so what are we pouring here? What is this bad boy? Uh, so this is our Daddle Pepper Imperial yes. Porter. And okay. the Daddles actually came from uh, St. Augustine. So this one we've done, uh, uh, we do it like once a year or so. Uh, we've bottled it before. Uh, it's now long since sold out. But uh, we're uh, going to, actually this one's, uh, um, uh, a large portion of this batch is going to be going into barrels uh, in the next couple of days, and okay. we're going to do a uh, barrel-aged release of this later this year. Um, so it's going to get some rehashed artwork, and it's going to be a barrel-aged variant. Uh, but uh, so. it's fun, and actually, you know, back to the untapped thing, we um, uh, every now and then, you know, we don't take too much uh, credence to someone putting number of stars next to a beer. I think that's dumb. But uh, we love to see what to people use. say. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we love to look at what people's uh, quotes are. Yeah. And there's some really good ones, great feedback, and then there's some that are hilariously bad. Um, like, this beer sucks, I don't drink lagers. Why'd you drink a lager, like you said? Yeah. Those yeah. things. But we, yeah. we, we like to look at them and kind of just like, you know, we, we like the feedback, and if there's anything in there that's actually a value, we look at it. And, that's, and some of them we just brush off and say, right. this is dumb and hilarious. And some of them end up on our cans or bottles or whatever else. This one had a really cool quote. It's actually not a bad one, so it's no. not a funny one per se. But, like, uh, someone's quote was, damn, that bastard's got a kick. Um, so we put that quote on the bottle that's last awesome. time. That's uh, awesome. Because it does. It's got a really nice spiciness, but it's so well-rounded. Right. And, like, even though that heat is punchy and delicious and really cool, um, it's, uh, you know, it's not lost. It's not one-dimensional in the beer. I so, uh, you know, I'll let Bob talk about it because this is, like, this is one of my most inspired beers from him. Like, you know, right. this is one of those things that the first time he did this and put it on my desk, I was like, thank you. I, I, I needed a good kick in the butt. Uh, it's been a while since I've had something that's knocked my socks off. And I like that this, this one, is the, the pour that I got the heaviest with. So, yeah. uh, and, I, did I say I love peppers? Uh, uh, yeah, we're not going to waste a drop of this beer. <laughs> sure. So, um, Daddle Peppers, um, they've been cultivated commercially in St. Augustine for over 100 years. I was really interested in the fact that it's become a Florida pepper, if you will. Ooh, there's a kick. Yeah. 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 Now it's got it's, a kick. <laughs> it's, it's a habanero type. A um, yeah. It's definitely uh, hot, but it's also uh, very floral. It's got a lot of floral notes to it, even more so than a regular habanero that mm. we're used to. Um, so we had somebody that worked here uh, that used to be a chocolatier over in um, St. Augustine. Okay. Uh, she brought us some um, uh, daddle chocolates. And this inspired the beer. We had the... Um, so what is a daddle chocolate then? So it's a chocolate with daddle peppers in with it. With daddle peppers in it. That's, That's it. What That's they it. made. And it was... Um, what I really liked about it is, is they didn't hold back on the daddle. So in other words, we ate the chocolates and they were hot. Yeah, you felt it. The oh, yeah. Is there. You, yeah. You definitely yeah. got it really quick. And that was like, all right, this is exactly what I wanted out of this chocolate. So the idea was uh, the same with the beer. Um, we wanted to get a uh, nice imperial porter. Uh, we've got that up around 9% alcohol. And okay. uh, we did not want to hold back on the heat. No. Um, so uh, we take those peppers and use them fresh uh, right into um, the um, both uh, the warm side and the cold side of this beer. I think when you go into a beer like this, I think you know what you're getting into. If it says there's peppers that are... Oh, yeah. 
and you don't drink or you don't like spicy, then shit. Like, how much wasabi are you really putting into your soy when you're having sushi? Like, that's the same thing with this. If you like your spicy, put it in. Put it in. You know right. what you're getting into right. when you have a beer like this. And whew, this is one of the the more kicks and but so drinkable. Some of them I can't really drink because it is so heavy. And then you get the kick. This is so it's lighter. I'll be honest with you. This is lighter than I, I'm used to, and I like this. Well, good. Because nice. a lot of them also are bottled or canned, and when it's on draft, how I, long? But this is... I do like drier versions of higher alcohol beers. I don't like sweeter versions as much. So I tend to brew to this, you know, lighter, you know, more attenuated, uh, yeah. higher ABV beers. And so fruits that you use here, uh, where do you get your fruits from? Uh, let's say <laughs> all over, uh, all over. Right? A lot yeah, of the stuff yeah. comes from uh, from Florida. So like the the pulp friction that's um, most yeah. are almost entirely Florida grapefruit uh, that's broken down into an essential yeah. oil. Uh, the kumquats we were talking about, those came from Dade City. The daddles obviously came from St. Augustine. So mm-hmm. we try to use uh, local ingredients as much as possible. Never we love extract. Using, uh, fresh ingredients. Well, extract's a negative term. Um, we've done some stuff with essential oils, which is actually derived from the, the fruit oh. itself. So, I mean, Bob could, you know, uh, let him right. nerd out yeah, on the yeah, process yeah. there. So, but, like, there, there is a difference for it, and I think that, uh, you know, he can really clean so it. So when we get into, you know, 30-barrel batches, um, as far as extracts are concerned, um, the um, the pulp friction is a pretty good example. Um, it's it's the oil from the grapefruit. So right. what a local company does for us is um, they will um, um, take the grapefruit, uh, crush it up, and the oil floats and the sugars sink. They take the oil off the top, there you go. filter it for us, and then they then they sell it to us in that form. So it's a it's a whole oil. Yeah. And that's actually really rad. Well, that, it's, so it's really cool. So you know how that's so bright and citrusy, but it doesn't have that like pithy bite. Yeah, yeah. That's and how that's that happens. Also is because why it's, it's not clear. that contact with the skin and everything else. So, yeah, right. Well, the, the, the clarity of it is we do a, a, a light filtration on it or biofine it, right? So uh, biofine, and then it goes through a, um, a bag trap, uh, yeah. twenty-five micron, which is fairly loose filter. <laughs> that whole friction is a beautiful thing. So yeah. as I'm looking, we love fresh. Yes. All right, we have to round third. Um, this is crazy. This has been an hour already. Uh, shit. Uh, so, rounding third, the future of MotorWorks. Let's say we're in 2018 now. Uh, congratulations on the wins over, you know, two weekends ago. God. Um, right? Well, that was yeah, yeah. Best B- BFBC. Yeah, yeah. It was best two Florida weeks ago. Beer Championships. Yeah. I can't believe that was two weeks ago. It, was it just great, feels like it was great yesterday. Time. It was a great time. Um, where do we see MotorWorks going now? By like, we have the expansion. What more do you guys want to do? Sell a lot more beer. <laughs> uh, get to do. You know, well, let's let's talk about um, some of the wild stuff that we're doing right now. Yeah, I think that's so. Cool. Um, yes, good. We we have one uh, that's going into barrels um, tomorrow. Um, it's called our El Camino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fermentus Camino. Uh, Camino. <laughs> you know, I did write that as El Camino. Uh, Fermentus Camino, which is um, a, a beer that um, you know we we brewed and. Um, uh, sat under a tree for seven hours uh, in the back of an El Camino, um, and had a lot of fun with it. Obviously, that's so cool. Though. And, Camino um, cool ship. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's exactly Camino cool ship. And um, uh, put it back in the fermenter, uh, let it ferment out. It's uh, now ready. It's about two months old. Okay. Uh, and it's ready to go into barrels. Um, so our wild um, uh, beer is, um, you know, we're just starting to get into that. Uh, we've got a barrel room that we've built, and um, we've got um, How many some barrels stuff. in there now? Uh, well, probably about a dozen 
How much uh, would you like to see in there? Uh, I'd like to see it filled. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love yeah. to be able to do Keep this. It, it's yeah, a okay. really cool spot, too. So we'll walk yeah, over we'll there walk afterwards yeah, we yeah. get a round yeah. out the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ramp uh, in the back of it, just because it's a cool part of history, and then I want you to talk about the beers, but the, the spot that we have allocated for the barrel program is just so cool. I have to talk about it. Um, so there's a ramp on the side of the building, actually right down this wall right here, okay. uh, that they used to move cars up onto the showroom floor uh, back when it was that. So that that's actually about two um, parts of it are about two foot thick of concrete. Um, and then it goes up, but it's hollowed out underneath that ramp. And that uh, that coupled with the room we built right next to it is our temperature control barrel aging room. So it's really cool that underneath that ramp is actually where these barrels that he's talking about yep. are sitting. So, so it's, the wild it's really cascading. Really? It's super cool. Super Hot unique. damn. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. not talking about the beer. <laughs> and we've, we pulled some samples out of our first batch that we've got, and we're really happy with the results. Good. Yeah. Good. So As you should yeah. be. Um, also, really quick, I want to say, um, because we're talking about the expansion, congratulations on 2017. You guys got the best large brewery. Yeah. And uh, here's to 2018, 2019, yeah. best uh, larger brewery for Florida because you guys are you're killing it right now. And um, it's important to definitely have this episode to know that for brewers to listen, for taproom owners or managers to listen and say, yeah, no shit, we could do this. And, and it's, it's just about the passion. Motorworks, I mean, I've seen you guys for years now. Just any if I'm shopping out, you know, and things like that. So, congratulations to you guys. Thanks a lot. Amazing beer, amazing beer. Um, obviously, spring training for the Pirates. This is awesome. What time <laughs> is it right now? Wait, it's a Monday at noon. And holy shit, you got like 30, 40 people out here already. Right. Hey, Just, this is a place to be, right? Yeah, this, and I love that. Actually, so in the next hour or so, you're going to see this place absolutely mobbed. We'll be wall to wall uh, for the Pirates game. Yeah. yeah. So, I see that there's a, a screen that. Uh, I'll be here for the World Cup for that. I love that I'm already like, I got a place to watch the World Cup oh, yeah. as the U.S. is we, not in We it. open up a little bit earlier too for the, the soccer games and whatnot. We're, oh, nice. By request, if we have a, a large enough group, but we, uh, uh, the last time it was around, we actually opened up and uh, uh, had people in there and we have, you know, TVs inside, we put sound on. And then uh, when it was at night, uh, you know, we put sports on the, uh, the screen out here as well, so. I should have done that for the Liverpool-Manchester United game before Hunapu's day. Actually glad I didn't. <laughs> Liverpool lost, but. Uh, Damn them. I love them. They're my the greatest thing in the world. But uh, you guys are doing amazing things, and I, I congratulate you all around for all the medals, uh, all the effort, and everything you're doing. So Thanks. it was so good meeting you. Bob, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Barry, as always, man. All right. Let's go. Let's go pet some. Uh, let's pet a corgi. I'm ready to do that. So, all right. Lando, let's go do the outro, and uh, I'll see you in a bit. Damn, that was awesome. Holy shit. That was great. That was great. Uh, honestly, learned a lot from Barry in that mm -hmm. as much as I love learning from the brewers, dude, he got into a lot when it comes to distributors and knowing his market and the marketing and, and knowing everybody's name that's based in the brewery. Yeah. Some marketing directors don't even work on site. They're at home and they're doing their thing and they might be working for another one. This is a well-oiled machine that I can't even believe that was can't say enough good things about it yeah like yeah the, the location the place i mean well we were uh a little surprised at how far away bradenton was from orlando yeah yeah uh, it was a little shocking you know, but still right by anna maria island it's like halfway between uh sarasota and uh st pete yeah. uh the i had heard 
buzz about the outdoor area for a couple of years now. Yeah. And the giant oak tree. It's, it's fantastic. I honestly also so like Queen cheers that neither you or I uh, died at the hands of pollen. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, that was insane. Yeah. But I mean, that's Florida. Yeah. It, but it's it getting worse here. But, we were like, yeah. oh, no. No. Not, not even, not even no. a sneeze. It was wonderful. Um, I love the fact that Barry even knew, like, going into, when, when doing the tour, uh, Frank and Denise, we learned about them through the interview, but Frank actually did the original logo of Motorworks. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It just came down to the passion in him, and I think Frank, who we didn't, we were unable to meet, but because he's actually doing a job today for Motorworks to drop off beer and work, and I was like, damn, when your owners are not, okay, what's funny when is Denise not- was ready oh, to, yeah. to park our car for the Pirates game when we walked in, like $5 for parking. We're like, no, we're here for the interview. Great, have a beer. Mm-hmm. What? So, awesome, awesome. I love that. Uh, he did, like, they did everything. They did the piping to that. They built that place. Yeah. And uh, do a tour if you can. Seriously, like, quite nice. honestly. It's, it's so wonderful, so beautiful, so huge. Like, the, the stuff is so big, they had to cut holes in the yeah. second floor to fit everything. Uh, and more to come. Yeah, yeah more to come. Which is great. Um, I love that he actually talked about, or they talked about Hops, the oh. restaurant, mm-hmm. no longer exists. Uh, when I was, um, my my first interest in craft beer came from, uh, I was 18, and I was living with, you know, my best friend Victor, and uh, we're living with our friend Johnny. Johnny was the brewmaster at the local Hops in South Florida. That's and so funny. That's that where, like, my interest in knew him. craft beer. Uh, no, because uh, they said around the country, like brewers were going doing bigger and better they, things. They may after. have met him. They may have met him. Uh, yeah, and I, and I like how they Pour also said that for Johnny. for hops that it was way ahead of its time. And I think even Jillian has said that mm-hmm. people that I know that have had been there. Uh, their coffee, the fact that Bob is roasting his own coffee. To do put it into the beer, yeah. It's so good. And the midnight espresso, and then we had the quartet, yeah. <gasps> right. So good. So thinking about that, uh, same thing that mo- uh, modern uh, modern times is doing, mm-hmm. Dark Horse is doing. Thought that was awesome. Uh, the fact that Bob and I share almost a favorite hop together, Chinook. I thought that was awesome. Uh, I I can't wait to see now that they're doing this and it's bigger and it's better and it's badassier. They are going to be doing a lot more. What sucks is that when you're at beer events and you you tend to go, all right, I'm not going to go what's in the tap room. I want to drink something that's out of the tap room. And finally got to try the Kolsch today. And Solid as that's fuck. it, man. Like, I, I got to start I gotta start just drinking those and, at fest. And also, like, when people, when people say, like, oh, you know, I don't like that you can get it all the time. And it's like, well, I guess you must not like drinking it all the time. <laughs> with something as easy drinking as this? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I'll uh, never the, get it, but it's it's so good. We were, and we had had we tried like six beers, six other beers when we finally tried the Kolsch. Yeah, yeah, and it was still st- stood yeah. out to be one of the best I've ever had. Uh, huge special thanks to Frank and Denise. You guys kick ass for what you did to make this brewery. Uh, huge thank you to obviously Bob and Barry who are on the episode. Wonderful guys. Everybody that is there wearing the worker shirt with their name on it, their name on it, mm-hmm. with staff on the back. The servers, the the bartenders, the beer tenders, everybody that's there. Everyone knew everyone's yeah. name. It was... Eric, who was doing the labeling. Eric, you were fucking great. Thank you for uh, taking the time to even speak to us for a few minutes. We love it. Uh, the friction we had. Grapefruit IPA canned today. Today. Um, I'm shocked we're not drinking that now, uh, as we're still for Georgian. Uh, guys, 
Thank you for this episode. Uh, huge special thanks to uh, Sad Myth. He is your your editor and your your music. Uh, Jillian Quain designing some kick ass shit. Thank you, baby. Uh, and to everybody, really, we're back. Lando, I thank you. Thank you, Quain. All right, guys. Uh, we got a few uh, few fest episodes coming up, so uh, bear with us because the drinking was was done. It wasn't as crazy as last year's Hunapoos, but guess what? We have a Hunapoos episode coming to you, and we have a uh, we have the best Florida beer Brewers mm-hmm. Ball episode. So Hunapoo is so huge, and I, I think about it now, they could have fit like two more tents there. It was oh my god, they could fit. There could be a hundred more breweries that 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 need to be there. But hey, um, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Till next week. Again, we have a fest episode, but we actually have a repeat episode coming up. Which is kind of crazy. A repeat brewery. Yeah. For not a, many, not, not, a, repeat not a rerun, episodes. but yeah. Yeah. For very good reason. Uh, for huge things happening there. And some new new people working there doing amazing things. Yeah, so, not a rerun, but it is but what's yeah, happening. But it's what's happening. <laughs> okay. Uh, on that one, uh, Sad Myth, if you could go ahead and put some wham, 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 wham in there, I would love you. All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Love you.